No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. And good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. Thank you for joining us. It's Wednesday night here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. An absolute pleasure to be with you once again. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack is bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Life with your host, Boogie Bubba. Thank you for joining us. Welcome once again. Thank you for joining us. Like I said, this is The Daily Boogie on a Wednesday night. I'm Boogie Bumper, your host, hopefully, for the next couple of hours or so. We'll see how we go. So much to get through, as always. So little time. If you'd like to... Iceman with a diamond, straight off the bat. Thank you for the diamond, Iceman. It is time to boogie, indeed. And I only want you boogieing in the allotted time frame. That's between the hours of 6 and 8, Monday through Wednesday, and occasionally Friday. Doing a show this Friday night as well, just to let you know. So you can put your little feelers out, just to percolate your peepers. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course... If you would like to tell me about what a great Wednesday you're having, then you could do so by following me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, a special night tonight. Uh, We're going to go into the current round of purgings on various social media platforms, video media sharing platforms, which is, of course, a a right-wing conspiracy theory. It doesn't actually exist. It's not true. Remember, we used to watch hours and hours and hours of Senate hearings and congressional hearings and politicians talking about this. And it was just, it was a right-wing fantasy. Do you remember that? (laughs) Does it actually exist? You see, this is just something that the very hateful people would say in order to generate a misinformation campaign to turn you against the various gatekeepers and overlords who love you oh so much, who want to hold you close and coddle you to their bosom on the reg. They're trying to turn you against the hand that feeds, and that can't be allowed. So it was just a right-wing conspiracy theory perpetrated by neo-Nazis and KKK members and the like? Well, I've got good news. (laughs) Today, we are going to show you the reporting, which not only acknowledges that this is going on, but is actually gloating and, one might say, dancing in the streets at the recent round of purgings. To that, in the second half of the show, we will be inviting on Rich, host of the Enigma Report, to get the latest from his personal customer experience relationship with YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. So that's in the second half of the show after the ad. Rich from the Enigma Report, looking forward to that. We haven't spoken uh, person to person yet. Just a couple of messages exchanged on Twitter. That's, That's the only interaction we've had. So it may be worth it because we might clash. You never know. You never know. We might not get on at all. So it might be worth it just to tune in just for that. You know what? I'm sure we'll be okay. So looking forward to that, looking forward to welcoming Rich onto the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. But before we get into any of that, we have to do a little bit of follow-up from the last couple of days. Now, you remember yesterday we played the video of a certain happening in taking place in a major Australian city in Melbourne. 
Nine residential buildings have now been turned into, I, I hate to use the word literally, but literally, bro, have been turned into literal prisons. With the people in these nine buildings amounting to about 3,000 people due to coronavirus, they have been locked in their own apartments. Not They're not even allowed to leave to go to work. They can't leave to go to the supermarket. They're not allowed to walk the dog. They're not allowed to leave their homes at all. And this is being enforced by police patrols outside the building, watching the doors and in the hallways, making sure people aren't going from one room to another. This is happening in a major Western country. It's only one step below. It is a pufteenth. It is a it is a cigarette paper below welding people inside their own homes, which, to be fair, would be far cheaper. We would save a lot of money on police overtime and the like. And when I mention this story, <laughs> apparently uh, other people who watch this show, but you know they're in they're on dif- they're in different universes, different circles. I had a couple of clips sent to me of people uh, responding to that, not directly, but well enough to know that they were talking about what we talked about here, right? To put it that way, saying it's ridiculous. It'll never happen in America. Because we've got guns. Like, you know the memes that we talk about on the show? All the memes. They rattled off all the memes that we mention every single time. It'll never happen here. Uh, You stupid foreigners, you gave your guns away. We'll march on Washington. We're not putting up with that shit. We have the Second Amendment. Yada, 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 yada. All the things we make fun of. (laughs) Because inevitably, those things happen. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. If they're, if they're keeping people locked in their own homes in China, that's all the way over there, man. You know, those crazy imperialist, militaristic, expansionist, communist regimes, they're prone to doing stuff like that. You know, it happens all the time. Don't worry about it. And Australia, I mean, they're basically like criminals anyway. So, of course, they're going to lock people up in their own homes in Australia. I mean, let's be honest here. They gave their guns away. They don't even have the Second Amendment, bro. Stupid foreigners. So that's all the way on the other side of the world. It'll never happen here. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the D-Live studios with your host, Boogie Bumper, it's time for everybody's new favourite game show. China, come on down. Come on down, China. Make your way past the drones. That's a good one. Australia, come on down. Come on down, Australia. Yeah, there's a barbecue down here. Come on, come on. And the United States of America, come on down. You're the next contestant on It'll Never Happen Here. And ladies and gentlemen, it'll never happen here. This was sent through by uh, Amber. Thank you for joining us, Amber. Fantastic. Who knew that these things could uh, escalate so soon? And once again, unfortunately, on this program, we have yet again been ahead of the curve and predicted exactly what happens. <laughs> based on, Even though, hey, we've got our right... We've got our Second Amendment. You stupid foreign sons of bitches give your guns away. Ding! <laughs> Who knew? Texas County 
warns of arrests for COVID-19 positive residents who don't self-isolate, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Wow. What? 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 Brooks County, Texas, good old Texas. Texas, home of the barbecue. Home of the barbecue and the steers and the oil fields and the bushes. God dang it. Good old Texas. It'll never happen in Texas. The rebel state, ladies and gentlemen. Brooks County, Texas. To stop the spread of coronavirus, officials in a South Texas county are promoting face masks, social distancing, and frequent handwashing. But they also warn those who have tested positive for the virus and don't self-isolate may be arrested. <laughs> you're getting arrested because you're sick. That's why we're arresting. Sorry, sir. Mm. Land of the free and home of the brave. Brooks County Attorney David General Garcia warned in a July 4 post on Facebook that residents who have tested positive for COVID-19 should stay home except to receive medical care. He said that failure to do so may result in an arrest, ladies and gentlemen. Garcia cited Texas Penal Code 22-05 in his post, which states, A person commits an offence if he recklessly engages in contact, in conduct, pardon me, that places another in imminent danger of serious bodily injury. How about that? But I was just going to the store to pick up some macaroons. <laughs> I wasn't placing anybody in danger. I didn't go near anybody. I was wearing a mask. Too bad. Tackle that piece of shit to the ground. Don't you understand that you're putting everybody's lives at risk? You disgusting, awful person. You're a dangerous person. You're essentially a viral terrorist. How about Gitmo for these people who refuse to be locked in their own homes for having not committed any crime? Should we do that? Gary Vance, COVID-19 camps coming? One can only hope, Gary. We, we, need, we have all those FEMA camps sitting around doing fuck all. May as well use them. <laughs> We've got to keep people safe. And the best way to keep people safe is to keep them under strict, strict control. Of course. He encouraged victims of this type of virus exposure to call law enforcement. You know, you, you know, hello, is this the police department? I just want to report to you. I was down at the supermarket earlier today and there was a gentleman down there. He was picking up the potatoes and I noticed that he coughed suddenly. It was very alarming. It was very dangerous. I don't know. I don't know if the man happens to be infected with COVID-19, but... He was definitely looking very suspicious. I mean, he was wearing a mask, so he was trying to hide his identity. I think you should send a squad car down there. Maybe you should just walk around and see if people are coughing or sneezing. Maybe just drag them out before they have a, an opportunity to put people's lives at risk. Can we do that, please? Thank you so much. I feel so much safer now. Thank you, honey. He also noted that they did not have to contract the virus themselves but simply have been exposed to it without previous warning. How about that? So now you can be arrested, even if you don't have the virus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't we love it? Don't you feel safe? Remember when we were talking about this very same law in the UK? And people were like, ah, oh, that's crazy. That's happening in the UK. It'll never happen here. How many times do we have to do the whole it'll never happen here routine? 
hopefully at least another 10 times because it's really fun for me. I don't know. It's very annoying for the people who say things like, it'll never happen here. Shut up, bro. It'll never happen here. It's very annoying for them, but it's humorous for me. It brings me joy in an otherwise joyless world. Here's the Facebook post. Warning to everyone who has tested positive for COVID-19. Any person who has tested positive for COVID-19 and has not subsequently tested negative must isolate themselves from other people until they receive a negative result, ladies and gentlemen. Until we die, Boogie. Until we die. Dayton Ohio show in the chat. Kitty B, imagine how many ex-girlfriends will use this to have their ex locked up. Oh, please, please. Ah. Oh, let that happen. Please let that happen. <laughs> I just want to see a long line of disgruntled ex-lovers. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the sluttier women will turn on those women because they're locking up all of the available meat on the streets. So we can't have that. <laughs> Failure to do so may result in a violation of Texas Penal Code 22-05. A person commits an offence if he recklessly engages in conduct, yada, yada, yada. Appearing in public after testing positive, except to get medical care, can lead to your arrest, ladies and gentlemen. Texas, land of the free and home of the brave. Don't you dare be caught down at the supermarket, you disgusting, infected piece of shit, or we will arrest you. How about that? It'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. Wow. You know, straight Texas. I mean, Texas, such a democratic stronghold, such a liberal. I mean, they're more they're more California than California, really, in Texas. So what do you expect? I mean, it's not like they have a Republican governor or anything in a Republican president. I mean, you know, this is bound to happen. It'll never happen here. <laughs> now, yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, I promised to uh, bring you a little a little bit of a top up. Uh, on Brian Stelter. He's one of our favourite personalities here on the Daily Boogie program. And Brian was very excited. A very strange video from Brian Stelter last week. Um, and maybe I'm missing the hype here. I don't know. But hopefully, you know, the collective wisdom of the audience will be able to sort this out for me. I want to show you this. See if you can pick what Bri Bri is so damn excited about. Yes, that's right. It's time for another cheesy edition of The Weekly Stelter. <laughs> I've been using that little cut video for like three years. I will never get sick of that dumb picture and those cheesy uh, steel drums. <laughs> In fact, let's do it again. Just, just for the fun of it. The Weekly Stelter. Dun, 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 dun. So let's see what Brian was so excited about over the weekend because I can't make sense of it. Maybe you can. Let's bring in now CNN chief media. Oh come on now! Media correspondent Brian Stelter and mm -hmm. Brian. Look at you! Very happy, isn't he? He's already smiling. He's already brimming with excitement and positivity. Is Bri Bri? <laughs> can't wait to get it out. He's on the edge of his seat. He's about ready to pop. <laughs> is Bri Bri? I love seeing Brian so happy too. I don't know about you. Seeing Brian happy is like seeing a kid unwrapping presents at the Christmas tree, isn't it? Because he's got so much to be unhappy about these days. So many things annoy Brian. So when 
we get that little ray of sun a little ray of sunshine beaming out of Brian Stelter's asshole. It brings me joy. <laughs> winning TV with a diamond. Follow Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash Winning TV. Brian and Lemon songs never get old. I don't, they don't, do they? Don't worry. I've got a Lemon clip for you coming up after the Brian clip. So let's have a look here. What is what is he so happy about? What are you smiling about, Brian? The chance to deliver one of those unifying messages, especially ahead of Independence Day. But instead... okay. He chose to go on the attack. Do you uh, think that was the right strategy and why? I, I love these. They're obviously talking about uh, Donald Trump's speech in front of Mount Rushmore, Mount Racist More, Mount Crushmore Puss. And I love these little false dichotomies that they create because, you know, you know, we, we've, been, we've been criticized on this show for being critical of Donald Trump. So you, this is the problem, right? You can't win. You can't win. When somebody wants to be oppositional to you, this is what I've learned after a few years of live streaming, they will be oppositional to you regardless of what you do. So I've said this before, right? If you're too if you're too uh, pro-Donald Trump, they'll say that you're being a Donald Trump shill. If you're too negative against Donald Trump, they'll say that you're uh, an anti-Trump fucking deep state or some bullshit like that, right? If you make too many jokes, they'll say that you're not taking it seriously enough. And if you take it too seriously, they'll say, fucking lighten up, bro. So you, you may as well just do you. Just do you how you do it. Because they'll always find a reason. So the same thing applies here with the corporate press, right? If he comes out and makes a positive speech, we've seen this for the last four years. If he comes out and makes a positive speech, they'll say, he doesn't really believe it. <laughs> Such bullshit. He's obviously lying. He's trying to make this bullshit positive speech. I wonder who wrote it for him. If he goes on the attack, he gets criticised for not being positive enough. You see how this works? Time and time and time again. So you can basically put all of these opinions into a basket and run it through a shredder. All you need is your own opinion. Your own opinion should be good enough for you. If you're following opinion people like Brian Stelter, for example, for anything other than material or for laughs or for, <laughs> look at this fucking guy, then you're doing it wrong. Because it's so easy to come up with this oppositional for the sake of it, then it's it's not a problem, right? So let's see what Brian, you know, Donald Trump had a chance to unify the country. Really? There's fucking buildings. There's cities burning to the ground. What's he going to say? What magic word? Bananas. And then everybody puts down their rifles. You know what I mean? Everybody puts down the Molotov cocktails. Pink lamingtons. Oh my God, we snapped out of it. <laughs> All he had to do was say the secret magic word. But of course he didn't. He went on the attack instead. It sounded like a Stephen Miller speech. And yeah. was... <laughs> it's a Stephen Miller speech. <laughs> See, he didn't even he didn't even write it. <laughs> this shit is so easy, man. It's so easy. Something that appeals to the parts of the president's base that he really mm. focuses on. This is wartime yep. conservatism. Wartime wartime cons wartime conservatism. <laughs> or trying to protect the country yeah. from change. That yeah. message, I know it resonates well with the Hannity base, but I don't think this speech made any sense. The Hannity base. <laughs> you know, this message resonates well with the Hannity base, but I don't think anybody outside of that, I don't think it's going to make any difference. I don't think they'll understand. Unless you had watched 
hundreds of hours of Fox News and you would uh -huh. read all of Newt Gingrich's books. You know, you have to be fully plugged in to the narrative that the right wing is selling on uh -huh. radio, TV and online, which is about statues, which is about monuments. You know, when the president says something like. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> I'll play it again. Listen very carefully to Brian's logic here. Listen carefully to his rationale. Change that message. I know it resonates well with the Hannity base, but I don't think this speech made any sense unless you had watched hundreds of hours of hundreds. Fox News and you would hundreds of hours of Fox News. Okay? Read all of Newt Gingrich's books. Unless you've read all of Newt Gingrich's books, you know you have to be fully plugged in. You have to be fully plugged into the narrative that the right wing is selling. Have you noticed that? Too? It's a it's a narrative the right wing is selling. The actual tearing down of the statues, that's a story that, that's a message that uh, dedicated citizens are trying to convey. It's a, diff it's a totally different thing. Winning TV with a diamond. Protect us from change. Burning, looting, murder. Yes, the new normal. Haven't you heard? It's fucking great, man. To the narrative that the right wing is selling on radio, TV, mm -hmm. and online, okay. which is about statues, which is about monuments. Right. You know. <laughs> See, unless you've watched hundreds of hours of Fox News and read all of Newt Gingrich's books, you would have no idea that cities are burning to the ground and people are tearing down statues. You just, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> what? They're doing what? <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just the right wing. It's a Hannity right-wing narrative that people are out there tearing down statues, um, calling for open borders, wanting to drastically shift the demographics of the nation, upend the economy. That's all just Newt Gingrich talking points. <laughs> it doesn't really exist. It's a conspiracy theory. The, the balls on these people. You, you can look, you can see hours and hours and hours. Forget fucking Fox News. You can look at hours and hours and hours of footage on his own network of people tearing down statues and marching in the streets and demanding the economy be overturned and demanding open borders, right? Declaring everyone to be Nazis. You can see it in his own office. But unless you've been watching hundreds of hours of Sean Hannity and reading Newt Gingrich books, you won't even, that won't even make sense to you. <laughs> You're getting very sleepy. I love this stuff. <laughs> Because it's so stupid, it's so dumb, so pathetic. It it brings it's the light of my life, really. Don't ever change, Brian. Don't ever change CNN. Like if Brian Stelter woke up one day and said, "You know what? I want to be I want to be remembered as a serious investigative journalist," I would stop watching him. I have no need for that. I need this. What people are tearing down statues? What? What? I'm sorry. I don't watch. I don't watch hundreds of hours of Fox News. I had no idea. Coming up on CNN, why it's good to tear down statues of racists. <laughs> Unfucking believable. You know, when the president says something like he said last night, he said that schools are teaching students to hate their own country. That makes no sense unless you are plugged into the Hannity universe. And makes no sense what a strange thing to say you know i hear i hear that there are some awful awful racists out there who are plugged into the hannity universe the hannity verse 
and they, they believe these incredibly weird things like apparently students are being taught at universities to hate their own country and their history. Have you heard of this? I haven't heard of this. Yes, apparently it's big news. Big news over there in the Hannity universe. Really? Really? I had no idea. First I've heard of it. <laughs> Again, what fucking balls on this guy? And then it makes a lot of sense. Then so it makes a lot of sense. Only if you watch hundreds of hours of Hannity, then that makes sense. Otherwise, <laughs> what, what the hell is this shit, Brian? What are you talking about? College-age Marxists hate their own country? What? Are you mad, sir? Has the world gone topsy-turvy? This was clearly only for that audience. It was, of course, yep. course carried live on Fox News. Mm. But it was in such contrast to what is the biggest cultural mm. event um, uh, 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 you know, entertainment event this weekend. Okay, okay. Now, this is where it gets good. So forget about... <laughs> There's so many layers of juicy irony here that it, it chokes me. So, <clears throat> July the 4th, right? Seems to be, from my uh, foreign perspective here, seems to be a pretty big day for Americans. They seem to care about it. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> it's just a little revolution, whatever. Happens all the time, bro. Hannity created the universe, Fate of Kings. Follow Fate of Kings, by the way. Great fucking video editor over on the YouTubes. I think it's youtube.com slash Fate of Kings. Uh, follow him now before he gets banned because it's only a matter of time until <laughs> we're all fucking thrown on the scrap heap. But uh, much a very, very talented guy. So give Fate of Kings a follow and follow him on DLive here as well. DLive.tv slash Fate of Kings, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> the irony here. So... Apparently, we're talking about cultural events. Now, on the weekend of the July the 4th, which, you know, little revolution, whatever, birth of a country, who cares? Pfft, it's nothing. There is another cultural event taking place on this weekend, on July the 4th, which is far and beyond. It's, more, it's far more important than anything else happening. Do you want to hear those words again? For that audience, it was, of course, course, carried live on Fox News. Listen how important this is. it was in is. such contrast to what is the biggest cultural event um, the biggest cultural event of the weekend. Uh, 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 you know, entertainment event this weekend. Okay, the biggest cultural entertainment event of the weekend. Bigger than July the 4th. Bigger, it's the biggest fucking show in town. And I'm sitting here when I'm watching this, I'm going, wait, what is it? What is it? What's going on? Brian, tell me, tell me. Don't hold out on me, bro. What is it? Well, you're about to find out. That's right. That what's the biggest moment this weekend? It's the release of Hamilton on Disney Plus, the streaming service. You know? <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh. Really? Sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, what is it again? <laughs> People in the chat are like, what? <laughs> uh -huh. The biggest cultural event. A cultural event. Cultural event. Um, uh, 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 you know, entertainment event this weekend, right? right? The, mm. What's the biggest moment this weekend? It's the release of Hamilton on Disney Plus, the streaming service. You know? <laughs> he didn't stop there. <clears throat> he didn't stop there. He must have got some kind of pushback from that on July the 4th weekend saying that the release of Hamilton on the Disney Plus streaming service is the biggest cultural event. 
98% of people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, <clears throat> he followed it up <laughs> on Twitter. Brian Stelter, no official data from Disney Plus. Hopefully the, hopefully the company will share the numbers. <laughs> so much more important than Independence Day. So much more important than the fourth. So much more important than the uh, the country being born out of blood in a revolution which has, you know, lasted for over 200 years and become a superpower. More important than any of that stuff. The release of Hamilton the play. Is it a fucking musical? I don't even know. Hamilton, it's a cultural event, yes. <laughs> the release of a, of a program on Disney Plus's streaming network. How about that? Like I said, we absolutely love Brian here on the show. Don't you dare ever, ever, ever change, Mr. Stelter. That was... The Weekly Stelter. And since we've done Brian Stelter, let's transition straight from Brian Stelter. Let's keep it on CNN for now, ladies and gentlemen. Straight from Brian Stelter to this week's edition of... Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flowery sweet, but the fruit of the In light of the biggest cultural event in fucking human history, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you've all seen the reports. Now, unless you're plugged into the Hannity universe, unless you've watched hundreds of hours of Fox News, unless you've read all of Newt Gingrich's books, unless you're plugged into the Hannity-verse, one of, one of the worlds in the multiverse of universes is Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity, the creator. That's his DJ name. Unless you're plugged into that universe, you would have no idea that people are out there tearing down statues, right? You would have no idea that city councils are writing, like, uh, BLM murals on streets and shit. So it's okay. It's all right. We're filling you in here. We educate here on The Daily Boogie. Now, did you also know, if you're plugged into that universe, you would know that recently some people have been caught, one can only assume white supremacists, have been caught painting over the Black Lives Matter paintings on the streets. Were you aware of this? This became news. People were out there. They caught, the, they caught them on camera. <laughs> the irony of which isn't lost on me. You know, just in the background... As the embers of a once-functioning city continue to glow in the night sky, we need to get the corporate media cameras focused intently on the people painting over the Black Lives Matter murals. <laughs> That's the real crime here. So, Don Lemon, ladies and gentlemen, and Chris Cuomo discussing this development, while statues are being torn down, whilst wanton destruction is taking place, bricks being thrown through shop windows, looting, rioting, etc. and whatnot, how about we discuss, how about we do the brave thing here and discuss the real crime? Let's discuss the real vandalism taking place here. Let me bring in my man, D. Lemon. We're both observing what's happening in this country, exposing what's wrong, trying to shine light on what's right. In California, this is just wrong. Yeah. Contra Costa County District. What are they talking? What was just wrong in California? Well, obviously, Chris Cuomo, his brother is a governor. I'm sure he's talking about what we were just mentioning, right? The looting, the rioting. 
you know, the violence, the attacking, the setting fire to police cars, all of that kind of stuff, tearing down statues, graffitiing statues, desecrating monuments, right? I'm sure that's what he's referring to. Man, this is so wrong. We just, we, we bring you the truth here at CNN. And the stuff that's taking place out there, man, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. I'm sure that's what he's referring to. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Gypsy says with the diamond, my man, D-Lemon. D-Lemon. Mm-mm. So I'm sure that's what he's going to refer to here, right? Shine light on what's right. Yeah. In California, yeah. this is just wrong. Right. Yeah. Contra Costa County District Attorney's Office has charged two residents with three misdemeanor counts, including a hate crime. And here's why. You know, they got a permit to paint Black Lives Matter. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. <laughs> the people who have been charged with a hate crime. A hate crime. <laughs> ben K. Veritas with the diamond. I see a BLM and I want to paint it black. People, the people are being charged with a hate crime because they have painted over the BLM mural on the street, ladies and gentlemen. That's the hate crime here. Again, the irony. <laughs> Against the backdrop of monuments being desecrated, statues being torn down and beheaded in some cases, uh, businesses being looted, rioters, cities burning to the ground, police cars set on fire, beatings on the streets, stabbings, violent attacks shootings, the whole fucking lot. The real hate crime here is somebody painting over the Black Lives Matter painting on the street. And they are beside themselves. Look at Chris Cuomo. Don Lemon can't even look at the footage himself. He can't look at it. Oh my God, it's off. It's awful. Turn it off. Turn it off. I don't want to see it. Isn't it grand? Isn't it great? Again, who would have thought, why would why would you want to be in any other era? Why wouldn't you want to be here? Throw these evil, disgusting hate crime, throw these evil, disgusting neo-Nazis, they're obviously Nazis, uh, we don't need any more evidence, that'll do. Throw these awful Nazis into prison immediately, please. Charge two residents with three misdemeanor counts, including a hate crime, hate, hate crime. and here's why. Hate crime. You know, they got a permit to paint Black Lives Matter there they got a permit they did it legally yeah these people came in and painted over it somewhere in that town <clears throat> some store owner some guy who sells fucking iphones or sneakers is like hey i got a permit to open my business too though shut up shut up bigot <laughs> shut up nazi but excuse me i had a permit to run a business and you know not have it fucking burned to the ground by riders and shit. Oh, what are you, some kind of racist, bro? Jesus, it's all about you, isn't it? Selfish, selfish, selfish. <laughs> How about you think about the movement for a change? A legal permit. Yes, you don't own you don't own that mural. Somebody got a permit to do that, and you're painting over it. <laughs> Now, let's go and take down another statue to show how outraged we are that somebody is painting over something that somebody else put there. Yep. Illegally. Illegally. And why? 
because they said there is no such thing as racism. It ended with the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, and they said not in our town. Not this will not happen in my town. Who's straight? Uh, uh, they're straight, I guess. Uh, they said, and I, you know, I, I played this last night, and the, the thing that got me, Chris, was they were painting painting over. <laughs> Black Lives Matter letters. In black, <laughs> which you would still be able to see. Which you would. They were painting over the thing that really got me, Chris. Is they were painting over Black Lives Matter. In black, and you can still see it. <laughs> the real news, ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting journalism with D. Lemon. Because they were painting over the black letters, so they were actually, in a weird way, helping with the art there. I, 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 he has no idea what his opinion is. <laughs> oh, they were helping now. Right. Hate crime of helping. Black Lives Matter, black paint. But listen, hmm. there are cameras Listening. now. People can't get a, get away with these things. They had to know <laughs> that they would get caught, or maybe they didn't. Get caught. <laughs> <laughs> they had to know that they can't get away with these things. <clears throat> Mind you, we did the story on this show two weeks ago. All of the people who were arrested during the riots in New York City, you know, the violent riots where people got killed, stabbed, uh, attacked, bricks through windows, looting, setting fire to things, police cars set on fire, vandalism, all of that stuff. The people who were arrested during that, the AG of New York made an official statement, we will not be prosecuting anybody, we will not be charging anybody, we are releasing everyone because we stand with Black Lives Matter. We read the fucking statement on this show. Somebody comes out onto the street and paints over a mural and Don Lemon's like, they have to know that they can't get away with it. They can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> why, why should they know that? The guy who lives down the road got away with setting a police car on fire. But you can't get away with this. You know, we believe in equality. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure we do. Sure we do. Yeah, yeah. I, I get you, man. Big lazy equality. <sighs> Think uh, the guy's wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat. Yeah. Oh well, fucking throw him in the gulag. <laughs> Shoot him on sight. Where are the roving? Where are the roving uh, death squads when you need them? Uh, he's screaming um, those sorts of things about uh, those sorts of things. I think he's like "Make America Great Again" or something. Uh, something, some, some. <laughs> he was screaming something like "Make America Great Again" or something. I don't know some phrase. Have you ever heard this? Have you ever heard that phrase? I've never heard it. I don't know what the hell he was talking about, really. To be honest, uh, some things. Screaming some things <laughs> of that nature. Yeah. Um, and this is where we are in this country right now. People think that they can get away and do this stuff, and that it is similar to the conversation that you were having. I, <laughs> 
Do you ever feel like the entirety of modern corporate media is just here to send you into a slow spiral into madness? I mean, think about it. Like I said, two weeks ago, the people arrested for rioting and looting, <clears throat> the AG comes out and says, we will not be charging them because we stand with the movement. We are not pressing any charges. We are not taking anybody to court. Nobody's going to stay in jail. You're all free to go. This footage here, a man and a woman quietly <laughs> painting over a mural. And it's, <laughs> they think that they can get away with this. <laughs> they think they can, but the people who are doing the rioting and the looting are getting away with that. But this here, this has to stop. People thinking that they can get away with this kind of awful, awful hate crime. Like, you know, and I, I like, I'm so, I, I want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And somebody who has that, those two, that dichotomy of opinion, right? <clears throat> Unfavorite boomer with the diamond. Thank you so much. Yes, I can't take news unless it's distilled by the boogs. Well, thank you for joining us. People who can hold those two polarizing opinions that one, people who are looting and rioting and you know, setting fire to police cars and whatnot, burning buildings to the ground. They, they're free to go. They need to go. There's no crime here. Somebody doing this, though, painting over a well, that that <laughs> Look at the wanton destruction here. They think that they can get away with it. I can't even talk to you anymore as a person. And, you know, I'm a pretty... I'm a nice guy. I'll talk to anybody. I'll, I'll understand. I try to sit down and understand you. But you are stuck. You are fucking... You're a lunatic. <laughs> They think they can get away with this stuff. This hate crime. Unfucking believable. And you know what will happen? People will just pick up the ball and fucking run with it. They'll start running down. They'll run down the field with it. Yep. Hate crime. Hate crime. Hate crime. Can't get away with it anymore. Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. Right? Next thing you know, they're out. They're in a different universe entirely. They're, they've been shot out of the Hannity universe and into the Lemonverse. Unbelievable. Um with Angela, I guess it's related, mm -hmm. um, our country, not your country. This is my country, my town, my city. And there are certain people who don't belong, or at least what you think that is right. You want to fight for criminal justice. You want Black Lives Matter. You want to be able to have a sign that you put on the street. You can't. <laughs> Fighting for criminal justice is now apparently the same thing as letting people go after they set fire to a building. And do that because it's my town. Uh, and look, you know, genius. Look at all of that extrapolation that he had to come up with. Because somebody said, not in my town. Oh, 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 what do you mean by my town? Hmm? Does that mean you want to lynch people? Hmm? I think it does. Lock them up. That's a hate crime. Genius doesn't always have morality attached to it. <laughs> Often it doesn't. And it all fits together, D. Uh, the lies about the pandemic. The lies uh, about, you know, what this president will make happen, the lies of those around him as an echo <clears> of support, the lies about uh, what Black Lives Matter is about. Right. It's all about creating division. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do me. That will do me. <laughs> He's half right. I guess we'll give him that. It is all about creating division, correct? I just think he's misdiagnosed the source of that division, unfortunately, for Mr. Cuomo. And that was, ladies and gentlemen... Lemon tree, berry, 
Now, let's get into the purges, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be welcoming very shortly Rich from the Enigma Report onto the show to talk about his latest customer service experience with the good people down at YouTube. This has been bubbling along in the background. We first touched on uh, JK Rowling a few weeks ago. And it's amazing to me that the creator of something that has spawned fan groups all over the world can be ousted from the thing that they created because the fans no longer think that the person who created the thing represents the values of the thing that they're a fan of. Are you keeping up at home? Are you taking notes? (laughs) JK Rowling. And fuck her. She's at the end of the list of sympathy because for a long time, she's one of these people who has has, uh, perpetrated cancel culture on others. She's been happy to accelerate cancel culture. But now that it's biting her on the ass, all of a sudden, well, I don't understand where all of this hatred came from. I don't understand. What's the problem here? J.K. Rowling, Noam Chomsky, when when the, when Noam Chomsky isn't left enough for the left, you know that uh, things are just progressing as normal, apparently. Sign a letter of warning of restriction of debate, ladies and gentlemen. Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, cognitive scientist Noam Chomsky and other figures signed a public letter on Tuesday warning about the restriction of debate in society. I mean, it's better late than never, I guess. But where the fuck were you 10 years ago? What were you doing then? The open letter, the open letter which has gathered 150 signatures from activists and writers, warns that the free exchange of information and ideas is, ba- is daily becoming more constricted. The letter was published on Harper's Magazine website and will feature in the magazine's October issue. So it's it's sure to take off like like a rocket ship. While we have come to expect it, listen to this. (laughs) Listen to what's in this fucking letter. Okay. And they wonder wonder why they're not getting like the round of applause that they think that they should be getting. Because even in this moment of complaining about debate being constricted, even in this moment as the culture that they helped create and fuel is turning around on them, they still can't help themselves. Listen to this, quote, while we have come to expect this on the radical right, censoriousness is also spreading more widely in our culture and intolerance of opposing views, a vogue for public shaming and ostracism and a tendency to dissolve complex policy issues in a blinding moral certainty. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> I mean, while we while we're used to the uh, the hard right, you know, censoring everybody, <laughs> like we're, it's very surprising that it's coming from our team all of a sudden. We never expected this. <laughs> <clears throat> Quote: This stifling atmosphere will ultimately harm the most vital causes of our time. The restriction of debate, whether by a repressive government or an intolerant society, invariably hurts those who lack power and makes everyone less capable of democratic participation. Of course, I'm sure that Noam Chomsky, who is one of the authors of this letter, would be well aware of a gentleman named Herbert Marcuse, who once wrote a very famous uh, essay called Repressive Tolerance, which was the idea that at that time, back in like the 50s, for example, ladies and gentlemen, in the Western world, that 
there needed to be a movement to make what was tolerant, what what people tolerated back then needed to become not tolerated. And you did that by liberating what was intolerated. What, what pardon me, that liberating what wasn't tolerated back then in the 50s. Right? So when you liberate those things, you then by proxy switch what's tolerated around on its head. I mean, we just played the clip talking about people being set free after setting fire to buildings and businesses and police cars and people being charged with hate crimes for painting over murals on a, on a public street. So, you know, one might say that we're already there. Repressive tolerance. Have a look at it. So JK Rowling, she's now, she's now upset by cancel culture because it's affecting her. So fuck her. JK Rowling cancelled by Harry Potter fan sites over beliefs on biological sex. What a bigot. What a bigot. Author JK... <laughs> Author J.K. Rowling is no longer getting support from two Harry Potter fan sites due to her stance on biological sex. <laughs> she created the thing that the sites are dedicated to. She's been banned. <laughs> this is fantastic. Like, of course, I don't think that anybody should be banned and cancelled and anything like that. Of course, that's an obvious. I shouldn't even have to state it. Shouldn't even have to state it. But like I've said previously... There's a whole list of people who have been banned and cancelled and ostracised who weren't helping to fuel cancel culture in the first place, like JK was. So after we get through all after we get through defending all of those people that you can fill a football stadium with, after we get through defending them, maybe we'll get to JK. Maybe we'll help her out too. Maybe we'll defend her. But not don't fucking hold your breath, Miss Rollings. Don't hold your breath. We've got a long list to get through first. You're right at the fucking ass end of it. The fan sites will no longer link to Rowling's website. Again, the creator of the thing that they're a fan of. <laughs> Use photos or provide stories about the author, according to a report published Thursday by Deadline. Our stance is firm. Transgender women are women. A joint statement by the fan site set, Deadline reported. Transgender men are men. Non-binary people are non-binary. Intersex people exist and should not be forced to live in the binary. We stand with Harry Potter fans in these communities. While we don't condone the mistreatment of uh, Rowling has received for airing her opinions about transgender people, we must reject her beliefs. Get the fuck out, JK. <laughs> Rowling has faced criticism after sharing an essay on social media where she attempted to explain her views on transgenderism. Ladies and gentlemen, she said, and I quote, I refuse to bow down to a movement that I believe is doing demonstrable harm in seeking to erode woman as a political and biological class and offering cover to predators like few before it. How dare she? How dare she? So there you have it. Absolutely fantastic. Now, <laughs> let's get into this, shall we? And after this, we'll cut to our break and then we'll bring on our guest for tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Rich from the Enigma Report. But I just wanted to get a little bit of a baseline for you. Uh, we read out the names of people who have been kicked off YouTube in the last few weeks, what, last week or the week before. Uh, Molly Meem lost his Twitter account the other day. So all kinds of things going on in the background. <clears throat> this is fantastic from Wired, from Wired Magazine, who do some good work from time to time. You purged racists from your website. Great. Now get to work. Get to work. We're ready now. Now stage two, ladies and gentlemen. The COVID-19 infodemic taught social media giants like YouTube and Reddit an important lesson. They can and must 
take control of the content on their sites. Let's control what people see. Let's control what people do. Let's control it. It's very important. They must do it. (laughs) This is fucking great. Have a listen to this. For those who follow the politics of platforms, Monday's great expulsion of malicious content creators was better late than never. For far too long, a very small contingent of extremely hateful content creators have used Silicon Valley's love of the First Amendment to control the narrative on commercial content moderation. How dare they? By labelling every effort to control their speech as censorship, these individuals and groups managed to create cover for their use of death threats, harassment, and other incitements to violence to silence opposition. (laughs) Death threats. No evidence provided, of course. For a long time, it has worked until now. In what looks like a coordinated purge, they they even use the term purge in the article. They even refer to it as a purge. Remember this was all right-wing conspiracy theory about 18 months ago? Remember that? Do you remember how this was a conservative fantasy pushed by misinformation merchants trying to sell you a narrative. Remember that? That was like 12 months ago, if that. Now, we can do it and we must do it. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, unfavorite boomer. For the past five years, I have been researching white supremacists online and how they capitalize on tech's willful ignorance of the damage they are causing in the real world, ladies and gentlemen. For example, the hate crime of painting over a street mural. At Harvard Kennedy School's Shorenstein Center. Thank you for the diamond periverse. Thank you for joining us. I had a team of researchers who look into the fraught politics of online life and how platforms connect the wires to the weeds. It's too often the case that what happens online no longer stays online, ladies and gentlemen. It's not Vegas anymore. Relying on media manipulation techniques to hide their identities and motives. Dun, dun, dun. One, one might say like putting on a black mask when you tear down a statue, for example. wonder why anybody would do that. <clears throat> Could it be that there are Uh, university-funded teams of researchers whose job it is to search and hunt down people that they dislike online and destroy them? Could that be a reason why people are doing that sort of thing? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's a conspiracy theory too. But you just read it. Shut up, Nazi! It's a conspiracy theory. Stop. Stop with the hatred. Just a fantasy. A mass of racists began to come out in public in the lead-up to Trump's election. A, ma- a mass of racists. Including the rise of the so-called old road. Due to social media, we are all witness to white supremacist violence, including the murder of Heather Heyer in Charlottesville and the attack on Muslims in Christchurch. <clears throat> Researchers, journalists and activists have fought to expose these networks and provide the basic a network. Uh, by the way, six people watched that live stream of that shooting in Christchurch. Six people watched it live. Six. Not 60, not 600, not 6 million. Six. And within 48, uh, maybe within 72 hours of that event taking place, 
the governments of the UK, Canada, New Zealand and Australia all passed laws that said if harmful content makes it out there into the public sphere, then the CEOs of the platforms can be thrown in prison. That was within three days. You know how they say it takes a long time for government to do things? Yes, that's true, when it suits them. Sometimes it doesn't take that. Sometimes it takes three days to fundamentally shift the onus of responsibility and move away from, uh, you know, a principle of free expression and exchange for uh, shifting blame onto somebody else. Throwing somebody in prison for what somebody else did. That can happen in three days. Tax reform, immigration reform, <coughs> 30 years, you can argue for that. Oh, it's very difficult. It's very complicated. With Monday's expulsion, it feels like researchers, journalists and activists are finally being heard. Well, it's about time. Don't you think? It's about time the activists were heard. They've, the activists have been ignored too long by the fash. And I'm very, I'm very happy that the activists are finally having their voice heard online. It's no coincidence that this newfound boldness on the part of social media companies is coming in the middle of a global pandemic. The past few months of work dealing with medical misinformation surrounding COVID-19 has taught these companies an important lesson. Does anybody remember that uh, just a couple of months ago, I tweeted this out, CNN was, uh, you know, hydroxychloroquine, for example, and I did a video on it. I think both extremes of that argument are equally dumb for different reasons. But So there's a video on my YouTube page. You can check it out. Why both sides of the extreme ends of the hydroxychloroquine debate are dumb or stupid or whatever word I used. But CNN, don't take it. It will literally kill you. It's it's basically poison. <laughs> so don't take it. Everybody's going to die if they take it. Stop taking it. It's disgusting. And then what? Three days ago, four days ago, a report comes out. CNN, same outlet. Ah, oh, it seems that doctors have been giving hydroxychloroquine in a hospital and it's making people feel better. Oh. <laughs> so how many hours, how many hundreds of hours of video did uh, various approved authoritative sources dedicate to their YouTube clips talking about how hydroxychloroquine is a dangerous conspiracy theory which leads to poisoning and, and imminent death? And we've got the audacity to talk about, well, it's about time YouTube cracked down on medical misinformation. <laughs> Just makes me laugh. There's nothing I can do about it. It's, it's far too late to care, so you may as well laugh. They must and they can take decisive action to control who and what is on their sites. It's about time, and it had better be just the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. It's about time we control who is allowed to speak in the public square, otherwise known as the internet now. The bannings aren't going far enough. We're not getting rid of enough people. We need to really crack down now. This is just the beginning. Quote, this is just the beginning. What exactly happened? The article continues. First, Twitch removed streamers who had been accused of sexual abuse and even suspended Trump's campaign account for violating the policy on hateful conduct. The gaming platform... See, this is the thing, right? This is the problem. That everybody... I think all of you understand the problem, but so many other people do not. You can say that there's a policy against hate speech and uh, hateful conduct and whatnot, but it's always in the detail that's the issue here because some may say that it's the definition, it's how you define hateful conduct that's the problem. Because to some people, just wearing a certain coloured hat and saying, I don't believe in mass immigration is enough to be 
slandered as uh, a hateful, bigoted, racist person, right? So they can say, well, you're violating our conduct laws. Yes, but what do you mean by conduct? You sent myself flaccid with a diamond breaking CNN. We peddle whatever BS we want. Exactly. It's an authoritative source, Steph. It's an authoritative source. So it's always, how do you define hateful conduct then? How do you define hate speech? That's that's the issue here. And these laws are kept, these rules are kept ambiguous for a reason. See, if there was a hard and fast rule that said you cannot say this, then people would find a way to get around it. People would loophole around it. People would go right up to the line and dance around it, right? But if you keep the rule ambiguous, then nobody really knows where the line is. Then everybody operates well within themselves because they don't know where the line is and they're afraid of going over it, right? That's why it's kept ambiguous. And then every now and then, you know, if say like a video is going viral or something like that, you snatch it out of the sky and that has a chilling effect. Because any anybody who may have been inspired to do some kind of video or some kind of content by that piece of information will now be sitting there thinking, mm, do I really want to go that far? Do I really want to talk about it? I don't want to lose my channel. You know what I mean? So you keep the rule ambiguous. Therefore, people operate well within themselves because they don't know where the line is. If you have a hard and fast line in the sand, people will walk right up to it. It's a central space, this is Twitch, for young folks. Why is this folks thing coming back? What is this, like 1878? Jesus Christ. Oh, well, look at all these young folks. The young folks who spend countless hours chatting while running around virtual worlds. Listen to this. Like the punk scene in the 1990s, Gaming has become prime territory for recruitment of wayward youth who are still forming their political opinions. That's the game right there. That is the game right there. <clears throat> oh, well, you know, the problem is with these gaming sites and these media sharing sites that there's a whole bunch of younger people who treat this like, you know, this, this is their community, this is their world, this is how they interact with the world. So you see... We need to ban all of those people over there because <laughs> we have young people here who are still forming their political opinions. Remember earlier in the piece, we can and must tightly control who gets to speak on these platforms. I wonder why. I wonder why. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into this a little more after the break with our guest, Rich from the Enigma Report. Uh, Enigma Report. Well, that was very close to being a social faux pas there. <laughs> the Enigma Report. Uh, the Enigma Report with Rich, ladies and gentlemen. That's a Freudian slip, I think you'll find. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to refresh my drink, visit the little boys' room. We'll be back with host of the Enigma Report, Rich. Right after these short messages, you're listening to the Daily Boogie podcast on a Wednesday night. Thank you for joining us. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? 
handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Idiot booty bumper. Idiot booty bumper. Idiot booty. Really giving that one a workout? Come on. Dlive.tv slash JJ Stoner. And we love JJ here on the show. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection. The perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. But don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? What's wrong with you? Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do this. You just do without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No! <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. 
feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like goth public access TV? Then join me for The Big Empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Hey, Patriots. This is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by The Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, second half of the show here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you, as always. Thank you for sticking around. So much to get through, so little time. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, patreon.com slash boogie bumper as long as we can. 
<laughs> subscribe to the podcast by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to tell us about your recent purging from the town square, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Uh, let's bring in our guest here. Uh, I mentioned him before the show, during the show, and now you get to hear from the great man himself. It's the first time we've actually spoken. Rich from the Enigma Report. Are you there, sir? We're not getting him. It's probably a problem on my end. Hang on. We should be getting Rich. Thank you, money. Uh, okay, hang on. Might be something on my end because I can see his voice bubble going off there. So let's do this on the flight. Let's do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um. Okay. All right. Now I can hear you there, brother. I can. Hello. 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 Can How you hear me, boo? <laughs> are you there? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, now he can't hear me. You there, bro? I can hear. I, I've got you, man. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm sending Mike. I'm sending the mic to him. He should be able to hear me well enough. I think maybe something on his end. Uh, <laughs> Rich, you meat pie smashing un- unprofessional bogan. Foggy in the chat. <laughs> so I can hear Rich, but he can't hear me. So You there, Boo? I'm here. I'm here, brother. Hello. Oh, sorry hello. about that, bro. I don't know what was going on there. Hey, there he is. Okay, so let's do this again. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you're about to hear from, uh, let's just pretend, you know what, we'll cut that, we'll cut out all of that out of the podcast. It won't even, it will be like it never fucking happened. The magic of editing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Rich from the Enigma Report. Thank you for joining us, sir. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good to be here. Good to see all the boogies in the chat. The boogers. The boogers. So. Correct. <laughs> the boogers. Now, uh, this is the first time we've spoken, voice to voice anyway, and we've just exchanged a few messages uh in dms so can i start with the obvious question without being too specific are you a sydney bro i am my friend okay so i might now north south east or west okay yeah exactly north south east or west this is the problem here so which part the west my man my nigga so there you go couple of westies on the show well this will be fucking good uh thank you for joining us rich um i wanted to bring you on so you've been hosting a show for a while on youtube the enigma report I've caught a couple of them. You do, can you tell, like, for those in the audience who don't know what you do, uh, who's your daddy and what does he do, uh, what kind of show do you do? Like, what's your what's your content like? You know, what kind of topics do you do? Shit like that. Uh, political analysis mixed in with a little Christian theology. Okay, nice. Would be the best way I could describe it. Yep. And you've been going for quite some time, haven't you? Uh, about two years now, yeah. Okay, that's good. Now... Time flies, man. It does. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, and, and you've been having fun lately. So uh, about 48 hours ago, you got the email. And if it's anything like I get emails from YouTube like three times a week now. Oh, well, this particular clip has been banned here. This particular clip has been banned here. Uh, this this particular clip has been problematic and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It never ends. But you got the, you got the big one. You got the big cheese email roll up into your inbox, didn't you? Yep. Two of them, actually. Two of them. Within a week of each other. <laughs> and and please, for the audience, what was the uh, content of this email? 
<laughs> oh, we regret to inform you, Mr. Enigma Report. Yeah. But our team has received your content. And unfortunately, we think oh. it violates our hate speech policy. So they can't tell me if it does no. violate their hate speech policy. They're telling me things. So just in case, we're going to remove it and take away all the views and likes and yeah. well, everything that was You've got to be safe. It's better to be safe than sorry. Liz, like, I don't know if you're listening just before the break, but this is what I was talking about. Like the ambiguous rules are there because of this reason, right? So if you have like, I think like, I, I, I take it you're probably a free expression guy like I'm a free expression guy. Is that a safe thing to say? Yeah, to a limit. To a limit. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Because yeah, you're more like on the, like I said, like you're more on the Christian end of the, of the spectrum. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah, a bit of a conservative, you know. Yeah, right. So, um, but I think like if these platforms said to us, right, okay, here's the list. Here's the list of things that you can't say. We'd all say, okay, you know what? I'll work with it. Even though I don't fucking like it. Here is like a hard and fast rule. Like this is the unbreakable rule. If you want to be on our platform, this is what you have to have, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not the way it is at all, is it? You get instead, well, we think that you may have some problematic material somewhere. You can't even get them to tell you which part of which video they're referring to. Exactly right. Because one, for exactly one of my videos was a stream. It was a two-hour stream. They did not tell me which part of that two-hour stream they decided was hate speech. Mm -hmm. Just something you're exactly in there. Right. If we had a set list of concrete rules, we could avoid them. Yep. We could avoid all the no-nos. But again, it's ambiguous. They're draconian. It's at their own will. That's right. And if somebody does happen to like say, okay, you know what? We're done with this. Let's do our own thing. Let's go build our own thing. What happens then, right? They're like, well, you want to you want to have payment processing? We can't let you do that. Sorry, we're not allowed to cover you. That's the bank. We can't have. We can't be supporting hate speech platforms, right? See, they always say this bullshit. Like, why don't you just go and start your own thing? Why don't you go and start your own platform? But the whole problem with that is there's a whole set of infrastructure beneath the platform that you know most people don't see. You're banned from that too. You get blacklisted from that too. So it's like. It's like somebody saying to you, well, if you don't like the house I'm building, go down the road and build your own house. And you go, okay, great. That's a good idea. But then you show up at the lumber yard and the guy who runs it says, I'm not selling wood to you. And you go down to the Mitre 10 and the, and the tool shop owner says, I'm not selling you a hammer. I'm not selling you a saw. Like, I'm not giving you the tools to construct your racist house. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, hey, compete against Skynet. You know, this trillion <laughs> dollar global infrastructure cheese, that operates at a loss. You know? Start up your own little, uh, start it up in your garage. See how far you get. Yeah, right. Like we could all be Mark Zuckerberg. If only I could lure, um, you know, some very rich, powerful people from, say, some kind of federal agency to give me some bankrolling, then maybe we could get this thing off the ground. You never know. Exactly. So you've, you've been going through like false reporting and stuff. I've had like people going around false reporting me for like a year or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, but you strike me as a guy who's probably pretty careful. Like you, you don't. I, 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 I would imagine you don't make it easy to be banned, right? Is that a for fair my thing? videos? I have lately. My videos. I've been trying really hard. When I first started, I was a little full on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, we it all was are <laughs> for them to ban me. But honestly, lately, like that Black Lives Matter exposed video, mm -hmm. it is identical to several other Black Lives Matter exposed videos that came out, except one big difference. Mm -hmm. They all say that the funders of Black Lives Matter are white. Ah. All I said was, these people that fund this group 
are outsiders. This is, these are the words I use. <laughs> they're outsiders. Banking types. They're a, protect, they're a protected group. <laughs> and they're actually making laws so that we can't criticize things like this about them. Oh, dear. And that was enough. That was enough. Oh, they're on to they're, so you were you would have been accused of dog whistling then apparently. <laughs> well, they didn't tell me. They, they think it violated their hate speech policy. Absolutely. I I I wonder too like because we can I think like there's a discussion to be had here ideology versus just pure money, right? And mm-hmm. I think it depends what side of you're on because I think for some people money is their ideology. You know what I mean? Have a look at this. Bowing to pressure, Facebook will start labelling violating posts from politicians, but critics say it's not enough. See, it's never enough, is it, Rich? It's never enough. We just have to keep going. We have to keep turning the screws. Public pressure, employee unrest, and a burgeoning advertiser boycott have formed over Facebook's longstanding refusal to more aggressively address hate speech. Now, what is hate speech? It's whatever we decide it is, when we decide it is. Chief executive, we don't like. It's pretty much. Uh, Chief Executive Mark Zuckerberg said Friday that Facebook will remove posts that incite violence or attempt to suppress voting. Now, think about that as an ambiguous term, attempt to suppress voting. That could technically be like saying, oh, this guy's got no chance of winning. <laughs> right? That's That could be seen as an attempt to suppress votes. Oh, well. Your opinion. So everyone talking about Biden right now. Yep. About him being a, you know, autistic fucking retard not being able to string a sentence together, mm-hmm. we would all be accused of basically election fraud. Correct. Yeah, you're, you're tampering with the democratic process at that point by having an opinion on the electability of a candidate. Scary stuff. Like, and this is, this is phase one. Like, we're only just be- we've only just begun. You know, it's oh, going to yeah. get worse. Uh, the moves, right. go ahead. No, that's right. I'm agreeing with you. Absolutely. It's only going to get worse. You know, we used to always talk about this slippery slope mm-hmm. and they called it a fallacy, mm-hmm. but it's all coming true and true a day by day. Yeah. Like uh, I've, I've said for a while now, the slippery slope fallacy is not a fallacy if you can see the progression happening. Like, you know, like, like how can I be wrong when I said that this would happen six months ago? Like, how can I still be, how can it still be a fallacy at this point? Like, does the pattern it... recognition is not a crime. <laughs> Apparently it is rich. <laughs> Apparently it is. If you're not recognizing the right patterns, I suppose. Yes, that's right. You've got to recognize only the patterns that we approve of, mm-hmm. you see. Otherwise, that would be uh, what they would describe as problematic. Problematic and inappropriate, of course. The moves amount to major concessions amid public pressure, employee unrest, and a burgeoning advertiser boycott over Facebook's longstanding refusal to more aggressively address that. Blah, blah, blah. The shifts are at least a partial retreat from the company's traditional deference to speech it deems newsworthy. That uh, includes Facebook's decision this month to not label or remove a post that Trump said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. See, that had to be removed. That had to be taken down. That's hate speech, you see. Uh, This this is technically the president. He is the president of the United States. That tweet could have been seen as a public service announcement. He's telling people, look, when they're going to start looting, they're going to start shooting. He's basically telling people, get off the streets. They removed a presidential public service announcement. Yeah, well, it could be just... They could have put millions in danger. It it could just be a nod to historical reality too. Like, hey, when people start looting things, that's when people get shot. That's what happens... Like, that's what's happened before. We've we've seen Koreans on rooftops. We've seen riot police, you know, shooting people with rubber bullets and stuff. That that happens. Um, It's like reality is offensive at this point. And what a precedent to set. Yeah. We are a giant media, uh, social media company 
we are going to decide what the president says. We are going to say if he can say this and if he can't say that. What what chance do we have if the president of the United States can be censored on social media platforms? Zero. Absolutely exactly. zero. And if we do happen to go to like some other platform, just say <clears throat> another platform starts up. Like I try to get on, you know, I try to get my name at least reserved on any kind of new platform that starts up, even though I know it's probably never going to compete with like the the big hitters and stuff on the same level. I still think it's worth it to at least try and support that competition in the space. You know what I mean? Like at least try. Um, but even though we know it's like a gargantuan task, but just say that like some new platform would start up with all of these exiles who have been banned from like the mainstream ones. It wouldn't take a week before that would be shut down because, like I said, the banks would say, oh, we're not giving you any funding. The people who rent service space would say, we're not renting you service space. I mean, you can't even get an app onto the app store now unless it's approved. So it's a fallacy to say that, oh, well, just start your own thing. It doesn't exist. It's not real. <laughs> it's just a way Eventually, of shutting people up. Eventually, I think you're right. They, they do get their hands in it and they do figure out a way to shut it down. Some friends of mine have actually started their own grassroots site. It's called goyamtv.com. Okay. It's, it's pretty good right now. Of course, um, it's very grassroots, you know, small amount of users, yep. and it, it requires donations to keep it going and to keep upgrading it. Yep. But at the moment, I'm really loving it. There's other platforms like Brand New Tube. I signed up to that as well. Yep. That's basically like a carbon copy of YouTube. Okay. But all it is is getting everyone else off the plantation. As long, that's all it is. Remember, like back in the day, the old internet, there was more than three yeah. websites. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Wild West. Exactly. And that's what we wanted, wasn't it? Like this was, this was the place where the clashes happened. That's yeah. where you would discover new things, you know, yeah. new information that you'd never heard of. Yep. And, you know, like I'm not one for like left wing politics, granted, right? And I think that's fairly obvious to anyone who watches this show. I can be, I'm probably way more socially liberal than uh, someone like yourself is, but that's fine because I think we would agree like on base fundamentals mm. and, you know, like as long as we can agree on base fundamentals, I think there's at least, uh, we can coexist if you want to use that uh, cringeworthy term, right? So, yeah, exactly. but so I'm not one that's for that's like, all we want, you know? Yeah, we we just a chance. We don't, exactly. We, we want a chance to coexist peacefully without one group ostracizing the other, you know? Correct. Uh, calling them racists for their political views, for their political opinions, for their religious views. Yep. Yeah. Now, your, your, uh, your family background, you're an Assyrian, right? So we're talking about, like, a couple of my friends are, you know, I would have these discussions, Rich, with people so, so often, right? So um, a couple of my friends are Palestinian Christians. And I would have to explain to people who would be like, damn, fuck those, those, you know what? Fuck those Palestinian Muslims. And I'm like, you know, oh. not everybody in Palestine is a Muslim. You realize that? And they're like, bullshit, that's fake news. I'm like, hang on, yeah. where, where do you think? I would say there are villages in that part of the world that still speak Aramaic, like the, the, the language of Jesus. You know what I mean? And they, they well, have my, no Syrian idea. Is Aramaic. Yeah, right. There you go. So you're from like the crucible of Christianity. Now, I, I would wager, again, we haven't spoken, but I could suspect like in your family history, there would be some stories about uh, Christians being chased out of villages, uh, Christians being persecuted. Is that a fair thing to say? Oh, brother, we've got the 1915 Assyrian Greek Armenian genocide. 1.5 million right. Armenians killed, 700,000 Assyrians killed, yep. 1 million Greeks killed. Yep. So when you see the kind of... Um, you know, double standard that sees 
a particular, say, more nihilistic, atheistic worldview versus, and that's that's the one chasing off the Christian worldview. Does that, for you, right, as somebody with that background and somebody with that family history, that that must like fucking tear at you on the inside. You know what I mean? Like that must be like, are you fucking kidding me here? Like this is the Western world. This is supposed to be the free world here. What the fuck is going on here, right? Dude, it really does. I'm so conflicted with how I'm supposed to act as a Christian. I don't want to be hateful. I don't want to go out there and act like one of these animals and start fights and cause violence. Yep. And at the same time, it, it, it strengthens my faith, though, because I was told this would all happen in my in my Bible. You know, I knew, you know, Jesus told us they hated me before they hated you. Yep. So I knew this would all happen. We knew there would be tribulations. We knew there would be times of hardship. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, person that looks at history mm-hmm. you know i study history and we've seen time and time again these bolshevik style revolutions across europe where christianity is targeted where the monuments the history of the native people is targeted so i knew all of this would eventually come and now that it's here you know it's it, it's a it's a mind fuck a bit yeah because like it's i have the same feeling right from like from a different perspective but like knowing that something's about to happen, right? Because so often on this show, we're like, okay, this is going to happen, right? Like the stores are going to run out of toilet paper, for example, like just to use a flippant example. And then it happens. But more serious things, even though you know it's going to happen, that doesn't mean that it's easy to take when it does, right? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, you, Because we all say, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. But then when it does happen, we still like a, oh, man, you know? Like I, I was still had, I still had Ring like a glimmer of hope that we wouldn't cheese, get to this man. point. Yet here we are. And it's, you, you mentioned the Bolsheviks. It's so many comparisons we can draw through history, right? Like in Russia, like the, the revolution over there, <clears throat> when they persecuted the Christians, starved a whole bunch of them, started burning down churches. They were, they were very smart. Like people who think these hardcore, like hard left nihilist types are stupid, they're, they're barking up the wrong tree. You've got it all wrong. They're not very stupid people at all. The people who follow them might be stupid. But the people who orchestrate this kind of thing are very, very highly intelligent. And they knew that um, the biggest threat to the revolution in Russia was people's faith in Christ, right? Because they will fight for something bigger than themselves. So they had to replace it. And they, it wasn't good enough just to remove God because then there's a vacuum there. They had to remove God and replace it with the state. And they wanted people to believe, hey, you know, we, we're we're orchestrating this famine, we're burning down your churches, we're persecuting you. God can't save you, but we can. The state can, right? The revolution can save you. God, forget about God. He's not coming to rescue your family, but we can look after you. And I see such a similar thing taking place now, just in, in slow motion in the West. Is that a fair thing to say? Uh, it's a very fair thing to say. It's identical, brother. You know, back then, the proletariat was the poor. Now the proletariat is the uh the bourgeoisie you know, the blacks <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, yeah exactly pretty much it's flipped you know but they're going now for identity politics mm-hmm. rather than class warfare you know suddenly it's the white man is the oppressor mm-hmm. the white man's history is a history of oppression the white man's faith is a faith of oppression so everything about white people their culture their country must be destroyed for this new melting pot society to you know take hold Yep. And so with your personal experience, so how did you come about, you know, over the last few days, like, was there somebody like targeting you on YouTube to get your channels taken down? Like, do you know, can you tell us more about that? Or do you want to keep it a bit sort of under wraps? 
Uh, the first strike I got was YouTube. Okay. I don't know. Like, they just sent me out of the blue a strike. The second one on my um, backup channel, that was somebody doing a gay op. Right. One of Avi Yemeni's supporters. He got into a fight with me on Twitter. This dickhead, he challenges me to a fight on the internet. <laughs> I accept. He blocks me. <laughs> he spends all night reporting my videos. He unblocked me the next day and comes on and he goes, oh, I heard your channel got uh, taken down. Wonder how that happened. Yeah. It's it's all a baiting program, isn't it? Like yeah. I say, I ignore like ninety nine percent of comments on Twitter because you just you can just tell people are only saying something to get you to say something back so they can report you for it, right? So yeah, yeah that's something I fall for a lot. I, hey, you're not alone. Most people, I've I've fallen for it myself on occasion, right? Because sometimes you're just like, oh fuck this guy, but yeah, and you can't help it. You know what I mean? So where to from like where to from here are you gonna even stick around because i've been tossing up man like i've started just putting small clips on youtube like 15 minute clips and now they're starting to get whacked as well even when i can control like what section of my live stream i put out they're starting to get whacked and i've been this close for so long like you know like i'm on dlive and people have a different experience i get that but for me dlive has been very good I've gotten on very well with like the devs. Um, I've never had any problem. Any problem I've had, like they've responded to me immediately. So my experience on DLive has been really good. Um, I'm also on Bitwave TV now and they've been good too. Like I was welcomed by one of the devs over there. It's a bit more Wild Westy, but that's fine by me. I don't give a fuck. Um, but I've been tossing up for a while now. Do I just ditch YouTube completely? You know, like do I just upload short clips to BitChute, just go full BitChute for, for videos now? Because... You, you, you have this conundrum, right? Why should I spend hours and hours and hours and hours clipping videos, putting, making thumbnails, uploading them and shit when with a stroke of a, a you know, with one keystroke, it can just all be wiped and like no discussion. Like why even bother putting the effort in? You know what I mean? I sometimes think like that too. But then again, it's like, you know, we have so many people that follow us that, that send us messages like, you know, I bet you've gotten them many times. Boogie. I love your show. Your show got me through the day today. I was having a really crummy day. Then you you did this skit or you did this impersonation and it made me laugh. So that's the thing that keeps me going. It's like, you know, these people, they want to try and fuck with me. Uh, they can go ahead and try. I'll ride this thing out until they finally get rid of me. Is yeah. my mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Just stick around. Don't make it easy. <laughs> like make them actually get rid of you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> well, you know, it's not going to... Because, you know, I'm one of these people that's like, no capitulation. <laughs> this is our last stand, brothers. Exactly. Yeah. Well, sometimes it feels like that nowadays. Yeah. Yes, yeah, there's a great quote. I think it's um, I think it's a Patton quote, General Patton from the U.S. Army, who was asked, who was told by one of his underlings, uh, sir, the enemy has us surrounded. And he said, good, we can now attack in all directions. <laughs> Pat was based as if you know he another famous quote we fought the wrong enemy yeah yeah he knew the dangers of communism back then yeah and you know when he got back to the states they assassinated him that's right they certainly did so look I want to see you keep making content because I like what you do I like your show and even though like like I said we come from like probably slightly different perspectives and different groundworks to me that matters not at the end of the day because um you know when the purge comes we're going to be in the same boat whether we like it or not and Absolutely. we agree we probably agree on more than we disagree on and that for me is the most important thing especially when we're talking about like the western world and freedom and all of the shit that we're supposed to have but, that's right but we don't have so um thank you so well, much you for and me it. will be in the bunkers 
you know, yeah, shoulder well, to shoulder pretty soon. It's not even just about the purge. It's about, you know, <laughs> who know there will be a boog. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be my call sign like maverick and we'll be telling each other stories <laughs> <laughs> that that's my whole that's the whole thing like i'm not trying to save the west anymore i think like I'm, i've given up the whole point of this show is to just c- collect funny stories to tell each other in the gulag you know what i mean so at least we can yeah. pass the time while we're fighting over a potato skin uh you know <laughs> trying not to starve to death and who gets the top bunk while we're all malnourished and dying slowly in the gulag at least we can say hey do you remember that feminist article where they said buildings were sexist because they look like penises like you know <laughs> at least we have at least we'll have that rich <laughs> at least we'll have the camaraderie that you know the spirit of the anzac will flow through us oh i love it correct absolutely uh man thank you so much for joining us where can people find you now like give us your backups and stuff so because you know you want to keep doing content keep getting out there so where can we find you now? Where are you hiding? Where's the bunker? The bunker is on bitshoot.com at the Enigma Report. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at the Enigma Report. Yep. I'm on goyamtv.com. Goyam TV, name. great name. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I like that name? A lot of people think, you know, why should we call ourselves Goyam? I like I want people to know that that's what they call us. Yeah. That's what they think of us. Cattle. Yeah. It's like And right now a lot of people are acting like cattle. Uh, they sure a lot are. of herd mentality. Yep. I mean, like, you know, just myself, like recently, like um, the amount of hate that I get, like you can be like, uh, you can be so like, let's take Trump, for example, because he's the most like obvious one now. You Ooh. can be saying like uh, good things about Trump for like six months. And the first time you say something like, yeah, you know what? I don't like what he did here. I think that's wrong. You'll be amazed how you get flooded with people. You're a goddamn traitor, you commie son of a bitch. It's like, hang on, you've been hanging around for the last six months. You know I'm going to be honest. When I see something I don't like, I'm going to say so. Fuck you, traitor. It's amazing to me. Like, that's just herd mentality on the right, as far as I'm concerned. It's no different. No, no different. it is. Because it's the, it's the left-right paradigm. Yep. They, they mirror each other. It's the same mentality. Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. And we've been on this show, we've been trying to break people out of that left, right. You know, it's us, the voters versus them, the political class, as far as I'm concerned. It's not me, the voter versus you, the voter. It's us, the voters versus them. They're the different, they're a different realm. They're on a different level than us. We're the peasants, right? That's right. There is a systemic system of racism, but it's not against black people. It's against all people. And it was created by the elite oligarchy that are right now, you know, censoring the president and basically writing the new speech laws. Oh, see, see, now this is why you need to be following Rich at the Enigma Report, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, follow his Twitter account while you still can, and then get on board with his backup channels. Uh, he does great stuff. Man, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's an awkward time in Sydney for this, but I really appreciate you coming on and, and telling us what happened, man. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having me on, brother. It was a pleasure. Anytime, brother, anytime. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. And remember, everyone, go with God, because God is good. There you go. God is good, ladies and gentlemen. Rich from the Enigma Report. How about that? Thank you so much. Uh, that's the first time we've spoken. See, some people some people would like to erase that. And it probably helps that he's a Westie like myself. So, you know, culturally, <laughs> we probably understand each other on an unspoken level. Put it that way. We're both from Western Sydney, so... Uh, that's important to me. That's why the first question, okay, which part of Sydney are you from? Because if he was from the eastern suburbs, I'd have to speak to him a little differently. <laughs> no, Rich from the Enigma Report, ladies and gentlemen. Kicked off YouTube. Backup channel kicked off YouTube. Um, I think the best way, if you want to get his backups, just go to uh, Enigma Report, The Enigma Report on Twitter. 
and he's got all the links there. So, you know, go there, grab the backup channels because he does do good stuff. He does make good content and shit that'll get your noodle cooking. You know what I mean? Shit that'll get you thinking. And hey, if you're like me and you're not easily offended, then you'll enjoy it. If you are somebody that's easily offended, then maybe you won't like it. But that's probably why you should watch it in the first place. So um, very happy about Rich joining us. Absolute pleasure. And he's welcome back anytime. Um, we've got a little bit of time left. So let's do one more, shall we? Let's do a quick one. Uh, okay, here's... All right, I'll give you the option. It's been a while since I've given you a multiple choice. You're on the Wednesday night here on the Daily Boogie. So here are your options. You can either have... Oh, thank you for the thank you for the diamonds, by the way. Char money, ladies and gentlemen. Char money. Hey, there he is. Thank you for joining us. I'll oh, follow Q Center Diamonds too. Pardon me. The silent war is starting to get pretty loud. Yes, absolutely. Char money with the diamond. Thank you. Chibugi. I'm trying to get the language down. Muncha man. Chibugi on down. Don't hurt my feelings, ladies and gentlemen. Chamani. Uh, I jumped in his chat room. Oh, I don't know, maybe last week. A week before i don't get a lot of time to watch a whole bunch of other shows but he, he does good stuff too fun chill laid back so give that guy a follow dlive.tv slash cha money is probably the best way to describe it to money ladies and gentlemen cool guy nice guy fun guy he's a fun guy good guy very good guy very cool thank you to money very cool so he does good stuff too so check him out thank you for the joining us sir um so here's here's the options for you i'll give you a multiple choice well two two is multiple okay? it's more than one so the first option we have is uh, more lockdown news from Australia. The second option we have is a live stream of um, LGBTQ influencers. I'll see you in here. LGBTQ influencers discussing coping mechanisms of how to deal with life in lockdown. So those are your two options. A news report about lockdown laws in Australia or two, how to cope with lockdown as an LGBTQ influencer. Your choice, one or two. <laughs> Predictably, I know you guys. It was an accidental mute. It was an accidental muting. My mods are very good. Only the Aussies vote one. <laughs> Winning TV vote one. Whatever we don't do tonight, we'll do uh, on Friday night. So you know, nothing to really worry about. Yeah, an accidental muting of Chimani. All right, you trained us. Okay, let's do it then. Because, you know, some, we need to know. Sometimes these questions need to be answered. So I came across this a couple of weeks ago. I haven't watched it because I want to give you genuine reactions, ladies and gentlemen. But this is one of those I'm things. This is one of those things that I thought has to be done in good company, with good company. Because while. There's always like different levels of conversation taking place on the internet and different universes. Like we learned about the Hannity universe earlier today. <laughs> Where apparently you're all part of the Hannity verse. So that's one thing to consider. 
But there's always different levels and different perspectives and different lenses and whatnot. So while some people like myself are concerned with, when it comes to the lockdown laws, you know, I'm concerned with the eradication of basic civil rights and, and basic freedoms that we have probably taken for granted for far too long. And the ease with which these things are being torn away from us. Like, for example, the people, the nine building blocks in Melbourne who are now being kept locked up, they are literally being kept under house arrest for a week with police patrolling the building doors out the front to make sure nobody goes in or out, can't even leave for groceries anymore. That's a problem for me. <laughs> that Like, these people might not even be sick trying to leave their own house. is now basically a crime. And the ease with which that has been, you know, forced on us, that, that's worrying. That's troubling. The real black pill is, of course, when you realise that most people disagree and think that it's a good thing. Of course, until it affects them. Then they'll give a fuck, but by then it'll be too late. So while that's my concern, other people are concerned with things like, for example, people losing their business. I'm concerned with that too, but just, just saying like people's priorities. Some people are concerned with losing their business, losing their money, like losing their house, money that they've invested in their business and stuff. The lockdown laws fight for bars, for example. That's fine. So I stumbled across this live stream and it seems like uh, the LGBTQ influencers, uh, their priority is different from both of those. Their priority in order to get through this crisis um, they have these meetings and discuss, you know, what's really affecting them and hurting them in their life and whatnot. And I'm not diminishing their perspective. I haven't heard it yet. I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm sure it's going to be worthwhile and important. And I'm sure it's very serious. So I thought, well, let's watch it together because this way we can grow uh, as a community. We can, we can reach out across divides and understand each other a little more. Let's see what the discussion is on this part of the internet which I suspect most of you don't visit very often because you're probably bigots. That's fine. <laughs> you're probably very awful, awful bigots. <laughs> I don't know why I keep attracting all these bigots. Don't know where they get this idea from. But anyway, so let's see what, what's concerning over on this side of the internet. Let's have a look. Let's take a little trip. Let's take a little vacation, a little vacay into the uh, LGBTQ creation space in regards to coronavirus lockdown. Let's have a look. I'm a queer black person and struggling to cope with my mental health. Lockdown and the protest. Oh. What should I do? That's Chamani, <laughs> thank you for the diamond. I talk too much anyway. Big love, Chabook. Chabook, choo choo, Chaboogie. That's a real fucking question. I don't. Okay. I wish I knew myself. Okay, we missed the I'm question. A queer, I'm a queer black person and struggling to cope with okay. my mental health. Okay, he said it's a real fucking question. I'm a queer black person and I'm struggling to cope with my mental health during lockdown. Okay, let's have a listen. Now, come on, be, be fair here. Hear the people, hear them out. I'm a queer black person and struggling to cope with my mental health with lockdown and the protest. What should I do? That's a real fucking question. I don't, I wish I knew myself, babe. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to give false, like, I don't want to give bad advice. My lockdown experience has been getting very, very high, not liking it hating myself because of it, and then starting again. Helpful. <laughs> now, are you... Are you hating yourself because you're getting high, or are you hating yourself because... Um, um, something? Where do you think these feelings of self-hating come from? <laughs> Let's analyse this. <laughs> 
Where does this feeling of self-loathing... What, what spring does this bubble out of? Is it purely down to getting high? Do you think? Or... I mean, when you think about your self-loathing, when you think about how you hate yourself, does it come from all the marijuana you're smoking, does it, really? Or does it have to be, you know, could it maybe be coming from somewhere else, maybe? Or maybe something inside, perhaps? Maybe the weed. Do you think it comes from the weed smoking, does it? The fact you get really high? Or is it coming from maybe somewhere else, maybe? <laughs> Alright. It's worth it's worth asking the question, I think. Woodchip TV with a diamond. I hate myself for loving you. Well, thank you. I don't know what to tell you. It's fucked though, babe. You're looking on point. That's because, you know, but looking good, babe. Looking good. I can see that the tremendous toll, the tremendous toll on one's mental health during this lockdown period, I can see how how awful it must be. <laughs> I can see how serious this is. That's a real question, yo. Kimmy in the chat, she's so sassy, isn't she? One for the philosophers. I don't want to give bad advice. My lockdown experience has been getting very, very high, not liking it hating myself because of it, and then starting again. Unfavorite Boomer with a diamond. Heteros are all good with medical martial law. Well, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, are you referring to cisgendered hetero, heteronormative people? Well, they're disgusting anyway. They are awful, awful people. Most of them. Some of them, the allies, they're good. I like them, for, for at least in theory. But let's be honest here. Even the allies are still going to have, you know, ooh, sickly straight sex with it, with each other, which I can't even fathom. It's disgusting. Winning TV with a diamond, as informative as Brian and Don, but entertaining. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. I don't know what to tell you. And sassy and good looking too. Got everything going for her. Babe, you're looking on point. <laughs> That's because, you know, but I wasn't looking like this this morning, so... I mean, I can only tell you about my experience. I wish there was a little bit more okay. in the question that I could kind yeah. of advise for, but I can only talk to you about my experience. Please, please. And my experience has been a journey as well. A journey. Like a journey. <laughs> We're on a journey together. Has your lockdown experience been a journey? A journey of self-discovery. A journey of illumination. A journey of understanding, of knowing, of traversing different mind spaces, exploring the universe within yourself, the multitude of formations and stars and black holes. Has it been educational? Has it been fraught with danger? Has it been getting high and hating yourself? Sound person's asked, do they ever answer the question? Good question. Let's see. <laughs> like everyone, I mean, you aren't human if your mental health hasn't suffered in, in some oh, way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. You aren't human unless you're suffering 
during lockdown, mental health wise, you're not human. Remember, remember in society, and it was and it was received with like, yes, yes. Remember when once upon a time in society that uh, strength and stoicism were values that we would, you know, applaud. It's like, well, the strong guy he doesn't let anything get to him. That's that's so that's a good thing, right? Doctor Sexy, it's true that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's true that you're not human unless you're having some kind of mental health problem in lockdown, right? Um, some people might say, well, being dealt a shitty hand, dealing with it, um, trying trying your best to overcome, right? That's that's the kind of quality that we want to, you know, promote in society instead of clapping and cheering that somebody's depressed <laughs> talking about our depression see i'm not sure that constantly talking about how bad we feel is necessarily a good thing like that's the that's the common cultural belief now but i don't see it helping anybody i see a whole bunch of people now saying how awful they feel and terrible they feel about everything all the time um i'm not sure that helps anyone it might help in the moment, but if you're constantly surrounded by and infused with suffering, then I imagine that it's probably difficult to break yourself out of a mindset of suffering. If you don't try to strive for the positive, if you don't try to strive for the overcome, if your goal at the end of the day is to tell people about how much, how depressed you are and how much suffering you have and what a victim you are, then that will be your end result. If your goal at the end of the, of the at the end of the day is to overcome the victim mentality and become something else, then perhaps that may be your result. But I mean, whatever target you're aiming for, that's the one you'll probably hit, whether you like it or not. In the last ten weeks, and I think with everything that we've seen, you mentioned the protest in your question. With everything that we've seen. Um, in the last week, it's really challenged me, you know, like I really felt, you know, on the weekend, I was so sad. I was so depressed. And that. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. so out of that's so out of my nature just because i live by this weird rule that beyonce says which you only have 24 hours to be upset <laughs> the great philosopher of our time beyonce <laughs> you know i live i live by rule it's the it's i call it the beyonce rule <laughs> What could, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I, I live by the Lady Gaga rule, you know, my, my, my poker face. So, you know, I'm, I come from a different school of thought completely. Maybe one day we could both wear, uh, you know, cloth. <laughs> we could both wear cloth garments and discuss the philosophical precepts of each. Uh, Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. This makes my brain feel wonky. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> Maybe one day we can discuss Lady Gaga philosophy versus Beyonce philosophy. Who has the right way of viewing the world? Of course it would be Beyonce because Lady Gaga is, I believe, at least in some way, shape or form, a white woman. Although it's been debated over the years. But, <laughs> I mean, if you're living by Beyonce's rules, then again... I guess the sky's the limit. And then tomorrow you better get back, get the beep back up and then try again. But yeah, I I wouldn't put so much pressure on yourself. There's some things that I've advised my friends, which is number one, stop watching the news. Don't wake up every morning and watch the news. That's not helpful. Hey, we agree. (laughs) We agree. How about that? Who would have thunk it? Starting to turn the corner on this. Maybe it's not all bad. I didn't know that I didn't know that Beyonce was so based. Fake news. Fake news. Stop watching the fake news. Stop watching the news now. Mm-hmm. Disney, start your day with Cinderella or something. That's- okay, now we're gonna have to uh, break apart again. <laughs> I mean, Disney's okay. I I have the Disney Channel. I like, you know, the Avenger movies and stuff. People kicking ass, doing fights, space aliens. Wow. Cinderella. You know, we all want to be princesses, bro. (laughs) Start your day with Cinderella. Just make sure you get to the end before you go outside. Otherwise, you're going to be running around looking for a slipper. It's no good. That's what I've been doing. Um, and then the second... I mean, this is these are coping strategies with lockdown. I have to remind you. <laughs> Dr. Sexy in the chat. Lady Gaga is bluffing with her muffin. <laughs> uh, I'm, always, I'm always a sucker for rhyming. Can't help it. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> yeah, so... Think about it, right? <laughs> Think about it. We're, these are strategies on how to cope with depression during lockdown. Number one, take Beyonce's philosophy. So live your life to Beyonce's rules. That's number one. Number two, don't watch the news. Number three, start your day with Cinderella. <laughs> you never know. If you're if you're struggling to cope. With lockdown, this may be the secret sauce that you've been looking for. This could end all of your troubles in a in a flash. So give it a try. Hey, don't knock it till you've tried it. You never know, it could work out. <laughs> Theatre Thrasher in the chat, number four. Suck cock. The thing is. I think you're jumping ahead here. (laughs) Come on now. Come on now. (laughs) Is that, do we do that during or after Cinderella? A a little bit of oral sex goes a long way. (laughs) Not gonna lie. I mean, it depends on which, if you're on the receiving end or not, but fuck. Let's not let's not let's not rule it out completely. 
I mean, I'm open to the idea, but we have to discuss the details more thoroughly. <laughs> like, if I'm going to sign a contract, yeah, I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm going to have my lawyer look over it for me. How about that? Before I agree to any kind of, any kind of that behavior. Give yourself a break because when lockdown started, all we saw was this is the time when you can get your fitness together and you can go and do a degree in Harvard. Maybe. <laughs> Gypsy with a diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Fair did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Disney and chill for Gypsy. <laughs> all you wanted to do that day was lay in bed. Yeah. I was real housewives and that's okay. It's so true. <laughs> I really want to, I, I think I just want to second that, that um, Lee and, the, and Carnage have said. I think I was trying to, I was silent for, for weeks when this mm. was happening. Um, and, then, and, and and now we're here. And I started to repost people's like posts and places where you can help. But I, I, I had a feeling of like, there's something impersonal about taking someone's Instagram story and uh, uh, square and reposting it. So I decided to try and do a little um, live. We should do away with the retweet function. Something very, something very impersonal about retweeting somebody else's uh, inspiring story on Instagram, I think. You know, it's like, it's like it makes me feel a little bit dirty because I was very silent for the first few weeks. And then I discovered like people, I was just reposting things that I saw on Instagram and I thought, you know, this isn't me. It's not really me. I need to come up with my own unique take on things. I need to come up with my own opinions. And this led me to a dilemma there. That's a beautiful pause, isn't it? Top left. What the hell is going on here? Uh, a story. And I was trying to talk about how I was feeling. And I was getting wrapped up in, how do I feel? How should you feel? What's someone going to think when they see this? What should I think in response to it? And wow. <laughs> Fucking exhausting. I really do. I really do, in a way, feel sorry for, like, politically correct the, the, the people who are so infused with political correctness that there really is no other reality outside of it. Like, it just must be exhausting. I mean, you're talking about retweeting some fucking shitty picture you saw on Instagram, right? Now, if, you know, you just hit retweet, whatever. But, yeah. No, 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 no. I started to tear myself up because I was wondering... Oh my God, what does this say about me? What does it say about the person? Should I be doing this? Should I not? Do I really endorse this? If I dig down deep enough inside myself, do I really agree with this story? What are people going to think of the story? And does that mean they're going to think of me? And, oh. See, I thought the whole point about, I thought the whole point of this, what we're seeing here, was celebrating the fact that we don't care what other people think, right? We don't care what people think about us. We live our life. We're free. We live. We uh, express ourselves, right? We're proud of who we are. Pride is a very big thing. We're proud. We're prideful. We express ourselves. We do what we want. We, we, you know, we're roosters fucking cocking around the place. We love it. But then you have this whole internal dialogue, this existential crisis on whether or not you should retweet a fucking Instagram post or not. Well, do, what does that say about the person? Is that really what I am? Is that who I represent? Is that what people think should be? Is that what I think of myself? Really, who am I? Really, what is Instagram? 
is this the kind of story that I should be associated with? I mean, am I that kind of person? What kind of person am I? Am I a good person? Am I a bad person? What are people going to think about me if I post this? <laughs> like, I thought we didn't care anymore about what people thought. It just, it must be exhausting. The constant internal battle. You know, I've just been smoking a lot of weed and feeling terrible. Oh. Does the, does it, do, would you say that the terrible feelings come from smoking the weed, does it? Or does it maybe come from somewhere, somewhere else? Does it maybe come from some other place, maybe? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And my biggest thing that I realized was just like, be gentle. Be gentle. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with if you need to feel like one day, as you just said, you need to lie in bed all the time. Or if one day you need to, you need to fucking, I agree, stop watching the news. But you find that you need to watch the news. You need to see all this stuff. Like, just know that you're human and, and you, 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 you're allowed to do whatever you need to do to feel okay. Just know that you're human. Just know that you're human. <laughs> Nobody's saying that you're not human. Did you see what my point here? Like, listen, <clears throat> the internal dialogue, right? Now, see, if I want to lay in bed all day and watch cartoons, I'll just say, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to lay in bed all day and watch cartoons. Done. End of fucking, end of story, end of conversation. Maybe I'm a simple man with simple pleasures. I don't think I'm a stupid guy. I may not be a smart guy, but I know I'm not a stupid guy. So maybe that makes me a stupid guy because I don't question my internal motivations for wanting to stay in bed or not. Like, you know, does, what does this make me? How does this make me feel as a person? Maybe I don't do that. Maybe that makes me a stupid person. I'm not sure. But again, if you have to have this internal dialogue and debate with yourself about who am I, what kind of a person am I if I want to lay in bed? Am I even human? Like, it just seems fucking exhausting, man. Who's got time for this? By the time you finish the internal debate, it's going to be eight o'clock at night. It's time to go out and hit the gay bar. It's time to go out, man. Get dressed up and hit the fucking town. By the time you figured out whether or not you should be laying in bed all day or not, right? Jesus, if you feel like laying in bed and you don't have to get up and go to work, just fucking lay in bed. It's not that hard. It's fine. That helps. That's exactly what I've been telling myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. anytime that I... Because it's like, I'm not even, like, joking. I feel joking. like, obviously, I want to put it out there because I want to let people know that I'm going through the exact same thing. Like, I will pick up and then I will smoke and then it will be done. Then I'll pick up again. Like, the money's just there. Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, where's this money coming from? But it's just there for it. So we're also a sex worker, <laughs> which is fine. I, I, I don't have any uh, principled, um, I'm not against people working, you know, if, hey, your body, your choice and all that shit, right? You want to sell your holes for profit, then fucking go for it, man. None of my business. I don't care. I don't care what you do with your body or who you do it with. Honestly, I, I sincerely don't give a fuck. But the plot thickens. So, <laughs> so I can't talk about anybody else's lockdown experience. 
I can't talk. I can only talk about my experience. So what I've been doing is I've been staying inside. I've been getting really high. I've been sucking dick for money and hating myself. <laughs> I think it's the weed. <laughs> I think it's the weed that's doing it. I'm not going to stop, though. Makes me happy. I think it's the weed that's making me feel bad about myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Whatever blows your hair back. Whatever tickles your pickle, bro. Like, I just tell myself, I'm not going to be hard on myself. If I get up, as long as I still do the things that I need to do, and I'm not putting that on the back burner and literally just sitting down, getting high all day, doing jack shit, let me just do my thing. Yeah. Let me. Like, don't be hard on yourself. You're human. As Reese is saying, like... Again, with the human thing. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe the constant referring to oneself as, trust me, you're a human being. You're a human being. Believe me, you're human. You're human. Maybe that doesn't make sense to me because I know I'm not a human. And I'm sure that my people from whichever planet they inhabit are going to pick me up any day now. I'm just waiting for it. Take me home. I'm ready. I'm ready to leave this place I don't belong here I don't belong here with these humans I want to go home please take me home <laughs> just keep telling yourself you're a human being god no god no I won't be doing that god I won't be doing that Please. I just want to go. Can we come with you? No, no, I'm afraid there's only room for one. Everyone's going through the same thing right now. Everyone. I found that I could gain weight. Oh, well, you know, I, everyone's going through the same thing. Like, I've got a line of cocks outside the studio, outside the studio, just waiting to be sucked right here. I don't even know. i got this little punch happening. I don't even know. <laughs> oh. That's called getting older, honey. You're oh. getting older. I'm still, I'm 23. So that <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. <clears throat> We've seen enough. <laughs> We've seen enough. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you I hope you learn how to deal with lockdown depression. I hope you learn how to deal. I hope this gave you some kind of, you know, instructional, educational. Remember, live life according to Beyonce. Remember that you're human. Smoke a lot of weed. Lay in bed and watch Cinderella. That's how you deal with lockdown, honey. That's how you deal with lockdown, sweetheart. That's all you need to do. So <laughs> thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, on this edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thank you so much to Rich for joining us earlier tonight. Uh, don't forget to follow him. Give him a follow. Uh, follow his sub accounts because, you know, uh, this is this kind of shit's going to keep happening. The squashings are going to keep happening. And, you know, now they're making their way down to, like, the little guys. Like, no offense to Rich, don't get me wrong, but we're not talking about a guy with, like, 200 million followers here. Uh, Rich is, like, an up-and-coming, like, somebody who's fucking putting in the hard yards trying to build a channel. 
and they're making their way down to us down here. So look, now it's real. <laughs> it didn't even take them that long. So support guys like Rich and the Enigma Report because uh, he does do great content. And like I said, it gets you noodle cooking. And I want to thank him again so much for coming on the show today to explain what's going on on that side of the fence, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to talk about how you deal with lockdown and the depression of lockdown and all of that, you know, do you just feel like a princess some days? If you want to do that, then you can follow me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Don't forget to follow all of our friends, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> Why Censored, Mr. America, The Beard of Truth, UK Neil, JJ Stoner, Joy of Pessy, Spent D, Frozen Asian. Later on tonight, I think you'll have Mersh, the newly partnered Mersh, Nightwave Radio, uh, Daywave Royce Lopez, Revenge of the Sis. Don't forget Rich, The Enigma Report, Major Tom on a Saturday night at 10 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll be back on Friday night, Friday night show on the Daily Boogie. No no show for me tomorrow. Although tomorrow I am appearing on Coffee Talk with Sandra's program. Get, follow Coffee Talk with Sandra. Uh, Iceman4433, give him a follow. Don't forget later on tonight, I think Irrational Times is on tonight as well at 9pm. So just, you know what, just follow them all. Just give everyone a fucking follow. How about that? <clears throat> give everyone a follow and be a princess, God damn it. So thank you for joining us. Until Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.